0: Polysomnography.
1: Cheetah mini. Spectacles. <laughs> Welcome to Knick News. I'm Anthony.
0: And I'm Alex. And my first story today is technology news. This is from the Independent. The headline is, World's Biggest Factory to Suck Carbon from the Sky (laughs) Turns On in Iceland. Oh, great. (laughs) Yay! Um, This actually happened a couple weeks ago, but I thought it was cool and I wanted to talk about it. The world's first and largest factory to capture carbon dioxide from the air began operations in Iceland a couple weeks ago. The factory is the first direct air capture and storage service with an actual validated process for doing this, for carbon dioxide capture and storage. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called the Orca Plant, and it was set up by Swiss startup Climeworks AG to reduce the effects of greenhouse gas on the planet. According to Climeworks, every year the factory has a capacity to capture 4,000 tons of CO2, which is safely and permanently stored with a chemical process. In this vague. process, I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. it's still it's still gonna be kind of big. <laughs> okay. The, the CO two is captured from the atmosphere, then mineralized deep underground and converted into stone. I don't know exactly how.
1: So we're doing alchemy.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> and apparently, that whole turning to stone process takes less than two years.
1: I have no idea what the scale of this should
0: be. <laughs> oh, well, like, haven't I you guess, ever, I like, guess making good. a diamond? It takes, like, yeah. I don't know, hundreds of years or something for pressure to make diamonds. Okay, so I,
1: making stone in two seems pretty quick. Yeah. Like, from air. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> also, like, I'm not 100% sure about that hundreds of years number, but I, that's just what I thought it was. in mind.
1: Again, I have no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the natural process of diamond making takes over the... Anyway. Okay. They're doing this with CO2. They're turning it into stone Yeah, and putting it deep in the ground. Okay. And they, well, I'm going to say the number again. This facility has the capacity to, to do this to 4,000 tons of CO2 every year. Unfortunately, global annual emissions of CO2 is more around 35 billion tons. So it's not really like a huge amount with just one plant yeah, doing this. Oh. But I think the whole thing is like they're seeing if this can work and maybe this technology can just be like, used
1: just copy paste in a bunch of, this, yeah this factory a bunch and yes. we might be able to reverse some things. Right. Which would I be I think great. that's the idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's kind of the first of its kind and hopefully it is operational and it works and we it'll just, just be
1: replicated. Make a bunch of air stone and yeah. put that all underground and yeah. It'll be and fine. And it'll be
0: fine. That'll be fine.
1: My first story is robot news. This is from The Verge. Gita Mini is a cute, compact cargo carrying robot that will follow you around like a dog.
0: <laughs> Are you saying cheetah mini like a G- Gita, like a-
1: like G I T A? It's Italian okay yeah. I, tra- I, I thought ha- you were saying a-
0: cheetah like a cheetah like mini. a
1: cheetah. <laughs> yeah. It's a small <laughs> cheetah that will follow you around. No, this is a Gita Mini. It's, okay. a, it's apparently like Italian for trip or something. Um, or like little trip or something. I, I'm not sure. Uh, oh. When I looked at Google Translate, there were multiple words for trip in Italian. Because so, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was looking for the pronunciation. Um, anyway, uh, I should have looked at the pronunciation for the, na- the name of the company. It's Piaggio, Piag- Piaggio Fast Forward, which is a subsidiary of... Italian automotive firm Piaggio uh, (laughs) has launched (laughs) its second robot, a compact version of its cargo carrying bot Jita, named Jita Mini. So I missed the first Jita, but now we've got a smaller Jita. Nice. The robot consists of two wheels, a, a central trunk, and a machine vision system that it uses to identify and follow its owner. It weighs 28 pounds and can carry up to 20 additional pounds in its interior for up to 21 miles. So you can have this little robot follow you around with 20 pounds of stuff for 21 miles, as long as there aren't like stairs. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So it uses an array of cameras and sensors, including radar, to navigate and follow its user. Uh, To activate the follow mode, you stand in front of the JITA Mini and tap a pairing button. The robot will then lock onto you using just vision; it like doesn't use GPS or anything, Um, and it will follow you at speeds of up to six miles per hour. So,
0: and it knows that it's you,
1: and it somehow is able to identify that it's you.
0: Crowd of people, it would know.
1: Uh, Allegedly. Yeah. Interesting. There's some inter- there's some stuff like in the article about like security concerns with something like this, and they're like we haven't had any issues with people like like it's very noticeable when it stops following you, I guess, mm. and like that's kind of what they're claiming as the security for it. I don't know. Um, maybe don't put anything too valuable. <laughs> yeah. in <it. laughs> Yeah.
0: How close to you is it when it's following you? Is it like? two inches from your, your feet yeah, or is it like kind of a little over. bit, but you're constantly tripping over it or is it like it's kind of back there and someone could just like run by and snag it. We don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Or just come or just like see what you're wearing and quickly change into the same clothes and <laughs> <laughs> it intercept its path. That'd be and very elaborate. In direction. Um, so it costs uh, $1,850. Whoa. So it's not cheap, but it is $1,000 cheaper than the original full-size Cheetah. And it launches October 15th at MyJita.com. Oh, it sounds
0: like a cute if website. If you want to
1: spend $2,000 on a robot that carries 20 pounds of stuff.
0: I'm trying to think where I would use this. Like, the only thing I can think of is, like, at the beach or something.
1: Like, yeah, and I don't even know how it would do on the terrain. I don't know if it's meant yeah. for, like, sand or if it would only work on paved surfaces. Because like, it also we'll can't your... use stairs. So if you but have you any stairs in your home, like you couldn't use it for like carrying the groceries from your car or something. Like, I don't oh, know. Oh
0: yeah. Like just some, like in your
1: house, but that like, would also, it's house. like <laughs> the trouble you'd have to go to, to load it up with groceries, like to only for to, follow you back to the house. So you could unload it at the stairs. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it just seems like it would be a well, lot of, if you're of
0: doing effort. that. Yeah. You might as well just buy like a rolly cooler or something that you could put the groceries in and roll yeah. it to your, I
1: think they have some at airports. Like, maybe that you can borrow, oh
0: okay, which I could see maybe be yeah, useful. I could see that like carrying your luggage isn't
1: like a ton, yeah, so it
0: needs to be at least fifty pounds if it's an airport
1: right. <laughs> luggage thing, <laughs> so I don't know,
0: <laughs> all right, still up in the air, limited use uses but are. it
1: is it is kind of it's kind of cute, I mean, it's just like a trunk on wheels, I guess,
0: hey, if you're listening and you think of a good use for this, let us know,
1: yeah, please do, <laughs> I can't think of any.
0: Speaking of expensive things, my next story is about expensive things. This is world news. Okay, this didn't really have a good headline, so I'm just going to tell you what it's about. (laughs) Uh, It's about these old spectacles worth millions of dollars that are being auctioned off next month.
1: It's a great headline.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So two pairs of 17th century glasses are going up for auction at Sotheby's. I'm probably totally pronouncing that wrong, I don't know, but I have no idea. it's one of those places that they auction off expensive things, so they're both like almost entirely made of gems, including the lenses so um they they have nicknames this is two pairs of glasses. The one is called the Halo of Light, and the second one's called the Gate of Paradise.
1: What on earth? <laughs> These are just glasses
0: yeah, they're glasses. <laughs> Like, like, like I don't know where these came, like who owned these before. Sounds I don't like know.
1: accessories in a video game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'll show you the pictures in a minute. But so the the halo of light, the first one, the uh-huh. lenses of the glasses are just diamonds. They're believed to have been cut from a single two hundred carat diamond.
1: Okay, and there's diamonds
0: look, all around it. Do too. they
1: look any different than like glass? glasses like the lenses okay themselves? i'm gonna
0: show you the picture of the first one
1: okay so no
0: they just no They just so looked they could like have just used
1: glass and it would have been fine
0: probably but they used diamonds for the lenses and diamonds for the rims and everything else
1: all right i guess if you can
0: <laughs> um the second one this is called the gate of paradise for some reason <laughs> those lenses are are emeralds, they're believed to have been cut from a Colombian emerald weighing over 300 carats emerald. This is what okay. that one is, Look, looks like. Oh, they're,
1: they're so tacky. And also, <laughs> you're just like, is, it, is that like a faceted emerald too? Like, would like you'd be looking through it and it, I yeah, guess it's these attached. probably aren't for actually wearing
0: uh, I don't know if you are supposed to actually. Wear, yeah, I don't think that they're actually functional. They're just supposed to ward off evil. I guess that's the sure. That's what their purpose in the world.
1: Is. All right. Yeah, you can ward off the uh, evil people who are going to steal this right off your face. But
0: well, <laughs> um, their worth is estimated to be somewhere between two point one million to three point five million dollars each. And I just want to say that. Yes, they're like old fashioned, but at the same time, I feel like I could totally see like an A list celebrity wearing something like this to like the Met Gala or something.
1: Sure. I could see that. Right? Yeah.
0: Like as part of some like avant garde outfit or something. Yeah. But like. I wouldn't like it,
1: but I could see it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I could. Like the I co- could definitely see the it.
1: value is definitely the fact that they're made of gemstones and not that they're like aesthetically pleasing.
0: Oh yeah, well because it's like the old style of like the the what do you call the, the really, bridge? Yeah, part the really is like curvy and like
1: yeah, it's a very wide and tall bridge. They're just seems, interesting. Yeah, but the, like, the emerald ones especially this, don't seem like they would fit like normal person eyes very well. They seem like the lenses are too far apart.
0: That's a good point. They're very wide. Wide apart. You have to have wide set eyes to
1: as, wear that one. As a visually impaired person, <laughs> I notice these things immediately. About oh, like yeah. These are not these practical. You have a lot of experience looking at glasses. <laughs> these do not look um, practical to me.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Somebody's going to buy these. We'll see if they show up ever, if they're just going to be in somebody's like safe or something.
1: Or they're just going to remove all the gemstones. <laughs>
0: I just resell the gemstones. <laughs> That'd be kind of sad. I, I don't
1: know. know. Put them to a better use. Yeah, maybe. I I don't like
0: them. I've just never seen a pair of glasses where the lenses are a gem. It's just like,
1: whoa. Well, there's a reason for that.
0: (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Maybe there's a reason for that.
1: (laughs) My next story is Space News. This is from (laughs) (laughs) space.com. Yay. Uh, And the headline is, Apophis, the asteroid we thought might hit us. (laughs) But don't worry. <laughs> it's not going to for now. Um, well,
0: that's good.
1: So, also I just now realized the date uh, on Friday, April 13th, 2020 uh, uh 2029. Um, uh Earth will okay. experience a dramatic close encounter with the asteroid 99942, also known as Apophis, little catchier. Mm-hmm. Um close encounter, not encounter. Fortunately, um, are a, we
0: sure it I is mean, Friday the thirteenth? That's so starting the, to be
1: dubious. So that's the point of the article: is that we're we are as of this year, hundred percent sure it's not going <laughs> to.
0: Okay, okay, that's good.
1: That's good. Um, in the next hundred years, uh, the one thousand one hundred twenty foot wide object will pass within just nineteen thousand miles of the planet which sounds like a big oh. number, but is not that big of a number.
0: Yeah, that's, that's not like, in space. That is significantly not closer than do. like
1: the moon. <laughs> um, so uh, this is a distance that brings it closer than most geostationary satellites. Like the satellites. That oh, wow.
0: Hang I didn't even, here. I didn't realize those, yeah. those were even.
1: Yeah. That so this far. is quite close. Um Thanks to the size of Apophis, its close passage will be so bright that around 2 billion people will be able to witness it with the naked eye. Sounds pretty cool. Um, initially wow. scientists were unsure whether this passage of Apophis would result in a collision with earth, but just this year they were able to rule out the possibility. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> well, that's great.
1: <laughs> yeah. So eight years out, we're
0: Yay. very
1: confident <laughs> that it won't hit us in 2029. Um, they also said they were able to rule out any chance of a potential impact for the next a hundred years. But after that, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Um, scientists estimate that if Apophis were to, were to strike Earth at 45 miles per hour, which is the average speed of asteroid impacts, which seems slow, doesn't it?
0: 45 miles per hour. That's yeah.
1: it? It's like not even on a car on a highway. That's. Yeah. Seems very slow. I don't know. Hmm. But maybe it's because it's experiencing so much resistant air resistance, but like. I don't know that seems weird, uh but hmm. the energy released if it were to strike Earth at that speed would be about ten billion billion joules um, oh. which is equivalent to the explosive yield of the global nuclear arsenal, so hopefully it would hit water
0: <laughs> uh yeah, but, although that would still be very bad it, because it would result it would, in like tsunamis, tsunamis yeah. all over everywhere yeah.
1: But if it were to strike, like, a populated area or even just, like, land, it would kick up, like, so much dust, it would probably, like... Block out the block sun. Block out the sun for a little... Like, it would be really bad. Oops. <laughs> uh, though this is a smaller... It's worth noting this is a smaller asteroid than the one that killed the dinosaurs, so...
0: Oh, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um. So, they say that... The scientists said that objects the size of Apophis come this close to Earth approximately only once every thousand years on average, so... <laughs> This is very unusual. So, 2029—that's only eight years away. We'll <laughs> we'll be there to see it. So, yeah, uh, it'll it'll definitely be worth uh, checking out when it happens. So who knows? Like, yeah, eight that's years interesting. From now, that's, like,
0: huh, it seems like for the the um, like if you can see it with the naked eye, but it's not—it's not like a meteor like burning up and like coming down. Right, it's, it's just, just passing. passing close like enough. What does that look like? I don't know. I
1: don't know. I mean, they said it'll. I think they said it all kind of like a star, just like a shooting star. I don't know if it'll be during the day or night or whatever, but yeah. So Hmm. that's apparently what it'll look like, I guess, just from like light reflecting off the sun, like reflecting off its surface from the sun, but I don't know. All
0: right, cool.
1: Guess I'll have to check it out. Yeah, uh, in eight years. That lucky Friday the 13th. Yeah. 2029.
0: (laughs) Okay, my next story is actually also space news. This is from sciencealert.com. And the headline is, large-scale study shows the moon exerts a powerful influence on how we sleep.
1: Ooh, sounds yeah. like uh, some Zodiac-type stuff, but it's actually real.
0: <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> the phases of the moon. Um, so, in a new study, a team of scientists monitored the sleep of over 850 people in Sweden using polysomnography measurements to ascertain their sleep onset, duration, and quality during the night. These measurements were recorded in individuals over several years across both men and women, and the results appear to confirm that lunar cycles do have a significant correlation with human sleep patterns, but not everyone is affected the same way. The paper shows that women in the study slept on average almost 12 minutes less On nights during the waxing moon period, so when it was getting bigger, like some more and more light was happening. Okay, And men actually slept 20 minutes less in that period. (laughs) Um, Men also showed a 3.4% lower sleep efficiency, more wakefulness, and larger disruptions to the lengths of sleep stages during waxing nights. So leading up to the full moon, men, like got less sleep for some reason. Um, an important note here that I want to make very clear is that the, this research did not claim that they've proven like any type of causative effect here like because they don't yeah. have a proof of that. They just have proof of, of correlation. correlation. Yeah. They don't know exactly like what's causing it, mm-hmm. um, which is an important note. Correlation doesn't always equal causation, but there's something there. <laughs> um, so they speculate that the differences in light um, could be affecting people's circadian rhythms because that just seems kind of an intuitive thing. Like oh, yeah. more light at night, could you, you could be noticing it and it affects your sleep. Um, or it could be like gravitational changes that the moon is causing because we do know that the lunar cycles like cause changes in like gravity effects and the tides and stuff on Earth. Right. So maybe there's something with that affecting people's sleep, but huh. they don't really know what that would, like, how that would exactly affect your sleep. <laughs> so more investigation is needed. Um,
1: yeah, and it's not like yeah. the the gravitational stuff, like, the moon isn't changing its position relative to the Earth, like, during the, the course of the lunar is, cycle, is it?
0: That's a good point. It is, but it's very slight. It is, but it's, like, really, because okay. that's why sometimes we have... Um, like lunar eclipses, because they like it like gradually will like oh, shift. Yeah, I see. Kind of slightly like where it, but I, but you're right no, though. Like, like that probably the tides
1: be. and stuff is because of the rotation of the Earth, not yeah. like the moon.
0: Yeah, that's why it's every like day or ever. Okay. That's true.
1: Yeah, I'm just yeah, I was just wondering. Yeah, because I'm I'm also wondering it, about the light thing because like I sleep in a room with like blackout curtain. Like I sleep in pitch black like darkness. Yeah, so maybe that helps. And I'm just well, I'm curious if that like if there would still be. A correlation at all like because that might help like rule out the i what i'm saying is i want to be in the study <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> they should separate men with like a blackout like blackout <laughs> conditions where it's like pitch pitch black versus people that have just windows that let in moonlight mm-hmm. and see if that changes things yeah exactly right that's what you would do next i i think that's a good next step for them mm-hmm. to take then we
1: can figure out if it's the gravity
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> or just magic <laughs>
0: Or just your body knows that there's more light outside, even though you can't see it.
1: <laughs> that would make no sense.
0: Um, what I took from this is that there's some truth to the sayings that weird things happen during the full moon. It's because people are sleep deprived. That's what I've decided.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah I could see that. Yeah, I sure would lo- love to have a reason why, like sometimes I don't sleep that well.
0: Just blame it on, blame the, moon. It on the moon. Just blame it on the moon.
1: My next story is technology news. This is from Engadget. Apple Wallet is getting verifiable COVID-19 vaccination cards. So you'll be able to keep oh. your vaccination card in your phone. Oh, that's cool. Which sounds really nice. Yeah. Also, I realize we talk about Apple products a lot on here, but that's just because that's we what I'm, yeah, that. that's what, we're fully bought into that ecosystem. <laughs> um, so, So sorry, Android users. I don't know if there's something like this coming I, for you.
0: I just want to say that I also love Android. I'm not like a...
1: Oh, I don't want to say that.
0: Well, I do want to say that. Well, you can say it. I'm going to say that. But I don't want to say. It. I I like them both. Right. I like them both. That's I like what I'm going to say. More. Okay.
1: Uh, so they're bringing verifiable COVID nineteen vaccination cards to Wallet as part of a future iPhone software update. I think it's even in like 15.1, 15.0, just released on Monday. I don't know if you have updated your phone yet, but. Uh.
0: No, I didn't. I recommend didn't.
1: it. The new notification style is very nice, much more compact. I like it. Anyway, uh, the feature will take advantage of the international SMART health cards. I only spelled it out because it's all caps um, standard, which is already in use in several states to produce proof of vaccination. See, so, yeah, I think some states already have like some kind of digital vaccine passport mm. situation, um, and they're using this standard. Uh, the just released iOS 15 already lets you store verifiable vaccination and test results in the health app using that same standard. They say you receive your records through QR codes, downloadable files, or healthcare providers who use health records on iPhone. I don't know how you get your doctor to do that, but I would love that. That would be cool if I could keep that. in So
0: I've noticed that in my phone, in the health app, the, hospital system that I go to, there is like a link there, like I can log into it and it will like pull certain information in from my health record into my like health app in my phone.
1: Oh that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if I could do that too.
0: So I can show you that later if you want, like okay, how that okay. works. Um so I wonder if like yeah, like maybe that would just work that way. I don't know, I'll have to yeah, test it. It
1: sounds like them but like the bottom line is there's some kind of like standard for like mm-hmm. health records on phones that well, that's good that they're gonna be making use of. Um, they're promising strict privacy for all your data, and the company can't see your vaccination card or how you've used it. Which Apple's actually generally very good about privacy mm-hmm. and kind of stuff like that. So, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, it is. one, yeah. Like, is. Uh, yeah, I I would really like to not have to worry about like my paper copy going. I
0: know because there's like paper and it's just like uh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, I just it, <laughs> I feel like it's going to get lost.
1: I know I'm like, so I paranoid. Took pictures, but I did too, but like, what is that? Is that going to count for anything? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Yeah, people might. I don't know. It's just <laughs> I'd like to have it somehow electronically stated, this <laughs> so, would be so nice. just in case I, I lose a paper, but yeah. that's cool. Yep. All right, it's time for breaking news—the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories right now that <laughs> just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly.
1: I still haven't gotten rid of all that mac and cheese ice cream.
0: <laughs> we'll find a way. We'll find a way.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Ready, set, go! go! Okay. This is from com. It's like a Spanish website that's been translated to English. <laughs> uh, the headline is Spain to ban sale of fruit and vegetables in plastic wrapping oh. starting in 2023. Nice. So they're planning on, um, prohibiting the sale of any like fruit or vegetables that come pre-wrapped in like a plastic package, like basically like fresh produce that doesn't need that's to be just
1: like in Saran wrap. For
0: yeah. No reason. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, Yeah, so they're going to prohibit that uh, starting in 2023. This is a measure um, drafted by the Ministry of Ecological Transition. The new regulation also contains measures to encourage the purchase of loose, unpackaged produce and also the use of non-bottled water. Um, And apparently there's similar legislation happening in France, which is good. Uh, Yeah, they just want to fight. Like the overuse of plastic, and you know, it's coming from like an environmental standpoint. This seems like a good thing to do because it's kind of unnecessary.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've never understood why they do like the individually wrapped like zucchini or something. It's like what we've gotten. Yeah, I don't know either. Actually, ever since zucchini was discovered, we've gone without individually like wrapping them in cellophane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why yeah, are we doing there this? Now? Is,
0: yeah, I think you're you're right. Like, there is a lot of stuff that's like, why is this necessary? It kind of sometimes I think creates almost this air of like, oh, this one's better because it came in this like
1: other <laughs> separated. Oh, from these the tomatoes
0: are like in a plastic bag. They're like special tomatoes, but they're just this. It's the same it's thing. The same it's tomatoes. just kind of.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's very it's it's weird and yeah, I think it makes sense to ban it. Like it's
0: It's just it's, unnecessary. It's unnecessary. They did have a note in here that there are some like types of produce that are actually like they deteriorate faster if they're just sold loose and like there will be some exceptions for those, but it didn't say what that was specifically. Oh. Hmm. Suspicious. So. <laughs> yeah all, all of the all of the people selling the produce are gonna try to argue that their thing is going to deteriorate like, no
1: these if these aren't specifically wrapped in plastic they'll explode <laughs> all right uh, this is from nPR a ten foot wide house in Boston sells for one point two five million dollars
0: it's a tiny home
1: it's a very narrow home um so, yeah, this it's sold in Boston. It's located in the North End neighborhood. It's two-bed, one-bath, uh, and was built in 1890, according to city tax records. Um, Though some accounts say 1862. Ooh, scandal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the real estate agency calls it the skinny house. Um, just unrealistic body standards for Helms. Uh, <laughs> It's apparently seen along the Freedom Trail in Boston, so like a lot of people oh. see it. Which seems like I don't think you would want. I don't think I want to live somewhere that people are just going to constantly be taking pictures of. But I don't know. Yeah,
0: that would be kind of weird.
1: Um, sometimes they refer to it as the spite house because there's like this legend that two brothers inherited the land it, it's on sometime around the Civil War. Uh, one of them went away to fight in the war and came home to find that the other brother had built a house bigger than his share of the land. So the returning soldier built a skinny house on the only space left on the land in order to block entry to the other. house, (laughs) 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 Which I think is just delightful. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they, the house has, has now sold. Uh, (laughs) I just thought that was, it's a funny looking house. The pictures are worth looking at.
0: Are there any pictures of the inside? Yep. Oh,
1: it's pretty okay. long, yeah. so, like, I mean, if you don't mind living your entire life in a hallway, I think you'd be okay. Yeah, just,
0: like, <laughs> just every room kind of feels maybe like a... It's just narrow. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still... There's still room. I mean, you could still live in there. It's not, like...
1: No, I, I, I think it would that be... That small. I think it's, like, four stories tall, too, so...
0: That'd be kind of fun, actually, to live in a, like...
1: four stories it would be kind of nice that you could like clean both sides of the house standing in the middle of it maybe not quite but you know
0: (laughs) is it that small
1: it's not that small but it's like i don't know it seems like it'd be very manageable to clean
0: yeah probably all right that's our show thanks for listening everybody we post episodes every friday and as always the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description
1: You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News, on Twitter at at News, and on Instagram at News.
0: All right. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: These measurements were were recorded in in blah, blah, blah. I'm going to (laughs) say the sentence.